everyone. Hey. Hello. Hi, folks. How you doing? What's Welcome up? to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. Yep, yep. How is everybody? Good, good, good. Keeping well. I'm all right. Excellent. Are you smiling? What's that? Not the one door. Something wrong with you, Francis? You're right. I have something in my front. Uh, before this all starts, let's right get now, straight. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you for checking. Anytime. So the topic is Sam. The budget. <laughs> <laughs> The tw- 2018 autumn budget, yes. which you guys would have anticipated anyway, because yeah. who isn't talking about it? Right, it was, so. it was quite popular on the timeline. Yeah, I'm quite surprised to be honest. So um, yeah, we we obviously knew we had to touch on it, mm. but quickly remember when we put it out um, last, last year? Time, yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't less than a year. Yeah, yeah. can you believe that's it? Crazy, right? Yeah, what so was fast. in that red briefcase? Go back yeah. and listen. So to what? Yeah. yeah, that's what we called it. So yeah. are we gonna yeah. call it again? Yeah. The same name, or maybe What's something in else. In the red briefcase now. Now, in the red briefcase. I don't know. But yeah, it's been a year. Yeah, wow, that's okay. that's scary. Anniversary. But yeah, let's get right into it. Before, before, before. Exactly. Please always remember, we are not registered financial advisors, so the information we provide is food for thought. Always do your own research and contact a professional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you just want to be in on it. Yes. Yeah, this is silly. <laughs> Yeah, so okay cool so uh so i had a quick skim through the budget i don't know if you had a chance to get i conscious. did yeah cool um interesting one did. uh people have excuse me sorry I said, of course did. <laughs> <laughs> because wow. we all did anyway Duh. um the inter- one interesting thing i've seen across a few podcasts and articles is they've considered it a tax giveaway um and <laughs> many not. Many people believe that it was done to try and appease certain voters before a potential election. So something like the first thing I'll kick off with is personal allowance. So that's gone up from, what was it, 11,850. Yep. So that's a saving of £130. Um, That was always on the cards anyway. They brought it a year forward. Um, Quickly define what that is. What, the personal allowance? Yeah. Okay, cool. So if you go back and listen to the first episode, we mentioned it there. (laughs) And we've mentioned it on the tax episode as well. But the personal allowance is essentially the amount you're allowed to earn without paying tax. So basically, you get 12,500 tax-free. It used to be 11,850. Um, you don't pay any tax on that from what you earn. Uh, so yeah, so that increase uh, is going to give you a saving of £130. Also, on top of that, they've increased the higher rate tax bracket as well. So that's the bracket. So, so the first, in this case, 12,500, you pay no tax. From there up to forty six two hundred, you'd pay twenty percent tax. Above that, you'd pay forty, and then above, I think it was forty. I can't 45. remember. Yeah, it 45. was fifty, and then they brought it down yeah. to forty five. Yeah. Uh, you'd pay forty five forty five percent. But basically, that's been increased from forty six thousand two hundred to fifty thousand. So that's a saving for higher rate taxpayers of one thousand five hundred and twenty pounds, which is roughly what just eighty pounds. Yeah. Difference. However, that even gets worse because yeah. and I. That, Exactly. They've made a change on the NI, so that will be offset by some. So I can't remember exact figures, but I think it around three, four hundred or yeah, so. Around, yeah, around yeah. three or four hundred of that saving that higher rate taxpayers will get is actually going to be offset okay. by so an increase in NI. Better off by sixty pounds, roughly. Exactly. 50. So not a great deal. No, but it's it, better than nothing, right? It is better oh, than nothing. Yeah. Um, and what I was going to go to, I think, and I'll, I'll touch on this in kind of at a high level. I actually think a lot of this budget, from a individual point of view was to encourage people out of contract work and into perm work. So it feels like they're... It, it seems to... Yeah, I, I love how you said encourage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm di- diplomatic if I'm nothing else, right? 
But yeah, it definitely feels like it's to encourage us out of contract work. They hit the public sector a couple of years ago now with the IR35, and I'll mention that in detail in a minute. Uh, they've now done it with the private sector. Uh, they had they decreased the dividend allowance. So a lot of the tax breaks, basically, that contractors would get have seemed to be under attack over the last couple of years. I heard in the next few years, it's going to get worse, right? Especially yeah. for yeah, people working in IT, I heard They've been well. talking yeah. about that for such a long time. I feel like they just had to act at some point. Yeah, exactly. That's for, exactly. Uh, yeah. for a good five years, yeah, they've yeah. been discussing Yeah, they've been signaling it for longer. One guy on my LinkedIn said they've been signaling it for 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and there's reasons for it, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, so essentially, yeah, so if you're on a basic rate, um, you, you're paying slightly less tax. I think I think it's like 1.7 million people now have been actually bought out of tax. So people that earn less than 12,500 effectively, mm. they're not paying any tax. So they're saying there's a lot of people in the UK that aren't paying any tax now. A lot of high rate taxpayers, their tax bill is going to decrease. And as I say, I think that is to get more of us to accept perm roles rather than looking at contract because traditionally people went contracting to make money. Mm-hmm. So I think what you'll see is I think governments I will start taxing perm individuals less or more fairly. And I think potentially, and I need to kick the thousands a bit more, you could potentially see perm rates go up. You know, if top talent or, or to keep top talent in this country, they need they'll to. have to, right? Otherwise, these contracts will go abroad. Um, but I, I haven't tested my theory on that too much. But definitely, I think the government will start taxing perm individuals and higher earning perm individuals less to get more of us to do it. Um, so that was one thing on the personal tax front. I don't know if you had anything, Francis. Um, wage increase? Yep. The national so, living wage? Yeah, that's £8.21 now. Yep, £8.21. <coughs> roughly from, 5%. From what? From seven eighty three. Yeah, so overall, 32 the, million individuals will see their tax bill decrease. That's the point I was making earlier. Yeah, the um, the tax on uh, alcohol, tobacco, that's and staying stuff. the same. Yeah, staying the same. No increase. Yeah, fuel duty yeah. staying the same as well for 2020. <laughs> yeah, um, but is that a good thing? The I alcohol. Don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I, for I, health I, reasons, no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being PC today. Let me just. You're not. Um, <laughs> as you say, fuel duty stayed the same, or they're going to stay the same until 2020. Uh, what else is there? Is there any other kind of... Ah, stamp duty land tax. Mm. Com- completely abolished, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was for first, first time buyers. Shared, shared, shared ownership. 600,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's only shared ownership, though. But, yeah, but I feel like that's the most accessible thing people can moment. get. I was just about like, to say I that. I don't it think is. a lot of people can buy a flat for uh, uh, half a million. No. 100%. No. That's what I think. And, think and I'm one of them. Yeah, I think a lot of first-time <laughs> yeah, buyers right. and a lot of young first-time buyers Shared ownership is the place they look at first, Definitely. right? Yeah. So it's it doesn't feel like a bad place to start. Let's be honest. That market mm. is you know? huge, and and I feel like it's it's good because those with ten houses, they're not, you know, what I mean, they're excluded from that. Yeah. You know, those people that have loads of houses already. Yeah, you know, it's keep... helping the people that so need the help the most. Yeah, right? that's true. Because I I think I posted it from the Making Sense, and someone did say that it's only for shared the ownership. ownership. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought about I it for did. a while, but yeah, yeah. Mm. oh yeah, but that's the case. So um, mm. agreed. Uh, what else? You got anything else? Um, building more houses. Yes. So 600 million yeah. to the infrastructure fund to build more houses. Affordable housing? Well, what yeah, that, right. I, I don't there, know what that means. There will have means. to be a, a fraction of that that is affordable. A very small a fraction of that. And that's a But bit. No, not necessarily. Well, okay. There has to be some of it that yeah, will be affordable. But, but, but let's just say they bought a flat with 20 flats. It's not going to be half, right? It's not half, but it'll be like what? three, seven out of twenty. Yeah, and what is that? And I, the thing I, I is, what is affordable? I hate when they say yeah, affordable I, housing; yeah, it makes yeah. me sick. It's not affordable. It's not affordable I'd like to thing. see them explain how they got to those numbers because 
Whatever yeah, I see, whenever see, I see those affordable housing rates, they're still high. People always go crazy when I say this. And know, what is the average rate, did we say again? 35 or something. Like do, do you know what I think they need to do? They need to stop helping people to buy houses and help people to cheap rent very cheaply. And more securely. Yeah. As in you're renting from the government, not mm. a private landlord. Yeah. So let's just say the market's of 1,000. You're renting for 600 or so. So you're saying we need what, to bring back social houses, but yeah. We no, need to what, don't call houses. them council, council flats, yeah? <laughs> Whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I just look at them as... It's intermediate it's a, rent. Yeah, the government is your landlord, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's the government, they're not trying to make a profit. Yeah. They're just giving you something at a very good rate, rate. compared mm. to the market rate. There are properties they, like that, though. But there's not enough, right? Yeah. Well, obviously, because the idea is to make money. But there are a number, and there's the there's a plan in place for by 2020 to, for there to be so much more affordable I, housing. I think Again, so. affordable. But, but because like, councils have now got grants to build their own properties, yeah. and it's built to rent only. Yeah. So those whole blocks, whole developments will be rental only, yeah. and it will be affordable. And the thing is, when we're talking about affordable, it's in comparison to what private is yeah. charging so although it might not look on paper affordable to the average earner it is it's more affordable, affordable compared to yeah. and, the and cost of private the, renting see, privately the reason why i say that that should be increased a lot more is that when you think of our parents generation they all have their houses right or yeah. a lot of them so that's that they're set yeah. right mm-hmm. they're done they're looking forward to their pensions etc in terms of us us millennials or us late stages or early stages millennials whichever way you look at it mm. in the next five to ten years we'll be in that bracket of the high earners right yeah. mm-hmm. we'll be in our adult life we'll have yeah. kids blah 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 the, and we the, may not have properties, properties well, yeah. the, most of us won't have properties yeah. so i feel like the the ones just just after us say the ones that are like 25 24 say you go out of uni two three years ago you're thinking of moving out for them it's very hard yeah. and that cohort is getting larger and larger so yeah. that kind of intermediate rent i feel like can be directed to, towards them more. I'd yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. while we just suffer, well, we're just renting. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, it's renting suffering though. If see, you for some, that's the thing. I don't think it is. If I don't you, think so. if you've got a property that is from the government and you're not going to be moved around, there's no risk of your landlord saying, "Okay, I want to sell or that's true. want my property yeah. back." It's if you can afford the monthly payments, then what's the yeah. problem with it? Again, that's people true. always think I'm crazy, but. I, I seriously don't think everyone should be buying a house. house. Yeah. If you can't afford it, you can't afford, afford it. it. Yeah. The accessibility, that's key. Everyone should have access yeah. to a house. I think yeah. the, the issue with that is, is the security. And that's, and that's why I say if you, I like your idea in terms of renting from the government. Yeah. Because the main mm-hmm. thing I think about when buying a house is the security. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can stay there long term. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. do what I want to it. Okay. No one can come in. No, I'm not getting uh, visits every six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's, it's your home I know yeah. what I'm paying they yeah, can't suddenly raise home. the rent it's, it's just the stability yeah, the security the stability. if I'm oh, raising fine. kids they fine, can fine, stay fine. in this area so they can okay. go to sec- so, yeah. throughout their education in yeah. this area yeah. Yeah. Okay. the current as long as you can give and I think that's the case in some European countries where they prefer to rent or where they have more of a rental model than a buying model yeah. renters have more rights yeah. you know I think they can stay there longer you, you know all that kind of stuff I think if you do that then I agree 100% mm. If we leave it as it is now, you'll just have a, a, a generation of unstable people. And I don't think that helps society either. But I think we're all. getting there. The built to rent market, private and public, is growing massively. Mm. So it, I think <coughs> we'll see that. That will be beneficial. I think when people are trying to purchase outright, yeah, I don't feel like we're going to see positive mm. changes anytime For soon. For sure. So, back to the budget. Cool. <laughs> yep. uh, universal credit, there was a mention of that. 1.7 billion increase to the existing working allowance. Uh, I know there's still issues with how it's administered, 
Uh, I need to do some more research into that. I don't think that's great still. I think people are still waiting to get their payments. I think when they're switching from multiple benefits to this one credit, it's not working too well. Uh, but there's been an increase in the amount they're going to give. Um, what I did read into it is that, in theory, it seems like it works. It's just I don't think we're doing it well, or the government's not doing it well. And it's meaning that people are out of pocket and creating, putting them in worse situations than they were previously, which isn't good in an already austere time, in my opinion. Uh, so that's one. We we forgot to mention at the beginning. Go ahead. The reason why actually we're having all these benefits this year. Go ahead. Um, is that so? Um, the borrowing that the yes, government yes, usually does was about eleven billion less than planned. Yeah, I so, got thirteen in my so. But I got eleven point five or something. Go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, roughly. Yeah. So they 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 didn't borrow as much as they expected mm. to borrow. Um, a lot of it's due to they had increased tax revenues. So they collected a lot more tax yep, yep, yep. and they spent less than they expected to spend. And they didn't actually understand why more tax had been collected uh, in the stuff I saw anyway or read. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are it, two it's, things. It's, um, it was a forecasting error. So, Got you. so you, usually what they do is they'll forecast, okay, we're going to spend, I don't know, one billion next year. Yeah, and yeah, usually yeah. somewhere around that or a little bit more. But this time it was significantly mm. less, right? So Because that was one of, not criticisms, but one of the concerns I saw is that should Philip Hammond have done something else with that money instead of giving it to taxpayers? Should it have been, you know, saved somewhere, whatever? I think this, they're doing the right thing. I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the other things I saw was in terms of, to, uh, on the back of that, has austerity ended? Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is, from this budget, it doesn't seem so. So I think while the, you know, our deficit's coming down, it's still a high percentage of our GDP. Uh, so I think we're still going to see regular programming in terms of government spending and things seeming like they're tight i think but what's, yeah, what's your view but i think from their perspective it has ended or from a technical perspective gotcha. it has ended simply because there are certain cuts or increases you couldn't make which you're making now that you can do now yeah so we so have a little bit more flexibility exactly. from their perspective anyway mm -hmm. whether me and you will feel it that's a different question got you got, yeah. you, got you got you got you cool uh so do you have to mock everything i say I hate you. Then there was a. Um, Thank you, Francis. That's okay. There was a, a <laughs> 500 million put towards a fund for Brexit preparation. Yeah. Which, and that's a big deal because. I, I don't really know what it means, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What does it's that probably mean? just getting their mind yeah. But I mean, yeah, Brexit, Brexit preparation. preparation. You know what? Yeah. It could so be as little as just paying people years? overtime. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It could just. Because they're so far behind. Um, the, the fact that it's there. And it's so close. What were we, four months? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But when you yeah, think March, of it, right? Yeah. So okay, where we it's that such last matter. minute, the actual I don't know project managers or experts they might need to do some of this stuff. Yeah, they're probably gonna have to hire a lot more now. Who came up with this, for this idea of Brexit in the first place? They, they, Boy Cameron, Cameron, David Cameron, all the guys that ran away from it since. Um, and that was another thing I saw. A lot of what was <laughs> kind of said in this budget is dependent on how Brexit goes. Yeah. And if Brexit goes bad, mm -hmm. a lot of this will get un unwound, kind of thing. Um. But yeah, probably. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, online sales tax. Yes. Something service. that didn't exist before. Yes. Yes. So, because um, you know, with all these big technology companies, Amazon, Google, whatever, mm -hmm. because the, where they're actually registered and stuff, it's not necessarily where they're selling. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. they've basically found exactly. clever ways to avoid paying tax. Yeah. yeah. But now we're introducing this online sales tax. Yeah. So, we mentioned that in the last episode, yeah. the retail mm -hmm. one. Oh, we did? Yeah. So, okay. it's called the digital service tax. Yeah. Um, so okay Francis I'm prepared <laughs> <laughs> it's called the digital service tax and we mentioned it on the retail episode and it was exactly that so a lot of online retailers like Amazon and whatnot they'll have their main operations out of London or in areas where you pay low business rates 
and they'll have a very small operation in town versus the high street, all of their business is pretty much in town. Mm-hmm. So they're getting hit with business rates. So you've got the two percent, I think it's two yeah. percent. You have to have a cer- above a certain amount of UK, as uh, no, above a certain amount of UK income is exempt. And it's only for companies that I think have a global income of, I think, like 500 million or something like that. So they're only targeting the so big boys, basically. Yeah. 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 So you have to be a big global player and you have to have a decent amount in the UK. Otherwise, they're going to leave you alone. And it's literally 2% of revenue. So basically, from the big boys, give us more of what you're making. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, the big boys, like your Amazon and whatnot, we need 2% of your revenue, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And to, give me money. to offset that, <laughs> what they're doing to basically. help the high street, they're going to reduce business rates for up to a third of a retailer or he's going to work out to a third of retailers their business rates will be reduced by a, a significant amount so i think it's like what we mentioned it, it, it will help exactly so and it's it makes sense it stacks up we uh high street retail suffering online's doing really well hmm. let's tax the online guys and give the high street a bit of a break because hmm. with the high street we're losing loads and loads of jobs like you saw the Please stuff refer to our previous episode exactly yeah. Yeah. um so that that makes sense there um I think next place I'll go to will be IR35. Yeah. Uh, just before you go, there go was also the EIT, Enterprise Investment Trust. Have they changed it? They've changed it. So the allowance before was 200,000. Uh, 200, mm-hmm. It's gone up to a million now. Okay. So if your friend has a business, mm-hmm. you can invest up to a million tax-free oh. if you keep it in there for five years. We did speak about that. Yeah, so it's gone up. It's a huge change. Yeah, that's and your investment yeah. allowance has increased as well, actually. Okay, They've been put up to a million as well. So that's the amount that you can invest. Any business can invest every year tax-free. Um, that's gone up to a million. So wow. I think it's around trying to help mm. business. Yeah, so, so guys, Enjoy help your friends investing. out, you know, yeah. put a million in. and. Well, I mean, yeah. I've been wanting to put a million, but yeah, now I can, you know, <laughs> tax-free. <laughs> no, but, you know, even if you ain't got a million, even at a smaller end of the scale, you know, people, if you've got cash just sitting there, you can invest in your friends and family and get a tax break. But remember, you have to keep in there for five years. Yeah, exactly. You can't take out. Yeah. Five years go quick. That's it. That's not really enough. And do your research. Don't just, don't just go and be invested in your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've all so seen that rugrats episode. And preferably where... legal business. <laughs> yes. yes, please. Oh, yeah. 100% legal business, please, my yes, friend. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Okay, so IR35. Um, IR35. What does IR stand for? I think it's inland inland revenue thirty five. I think it's inland 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 revenue directive thirty five. I believe I'm probably wrong, but I'll put in the show notes. But it means something like that. Uh, And this is not new. This has been around for ages. So even when I was studying, the changes in the last couple of years is who determines whether or not you're inside or outside of IR thirty five. And what inside or outside of IR thirty five means is, so as a permanent individual, you'll pay tax and NI. And your company will pay NI on because they've employed you. Mm-hmm. If you're a contractor, they pay none of that. Mm-hmm. They literally give you your day rate and that's it. What's happened is, especially in IT, is you'll have contractors that will stay with the same company for like 10 years. Uh, or, and that's an extreme. So let's call it three, four years, five years. Mm-hmm. They go from project to project or whatever. And effectively, they're just like they're staff. Employees, yeah. They're employees, effectively. But they're not paying the same amount as tax as uh, some of the, uh, their perm colleagues. So... Number of reasons I think for this. A, I think companies are starting to realise that the whole idea behind contractors were they were short term. Yeah. So as much as I'm yeah. paying you more than I'm paying this perm guy, and well, slightly less, um, you're only going to be here a short time. It's easier for me to get rid of you. So it gives me flexibility. Yeah, also not providing benefits. Exactly. That stuff. But what a lot of good contractors have done is made themselves indispensable to these firms. Yeah. So I have to keep you anyway. So I'm not getting that cost benefit of yeah. saying, okay, yeah, I'll have you in for six months, then not for six months, then yeah. someone else for six months. I've got someone for two years. Yeah. Um, also, the government are struggling because they're not getting as much tax revenue. Yep. 
Um, so it's been something that's been in place for a while to try and get around people that effectively got perm roles but working under the guise of contractors. Uh, a couple of years ago, they changed. So oh, before, what it was is you as the contractor had to determine and declare whether or not you were inside, inside or outside, outside at, at 35, yeah. right? So it was up to me to, to stay. And I think the rules are basically, you know, do they have control over where you work? Do they tell you what to do specifically? Mm. Um, basically, do they have a contract for service or contract of service, which is something I'll, I'll go into other detail. Uh, but that's kind of the term they teach you in accounting. Um, but put simply, is it, are you an employee in disguise, right? And there were certain rules for that. And you had to determine whether or not you fit in it. Uh, a couple of years ago, in the public sector, so like TFL, places like that, it was put on them to determine. So they had to vet all of their contract employees and state whether or not they were inside or outside. Mm -hmm. The recent change we've seen is now that's been extended to the private sector. So your company will see you as a contract and have to apply said rules and determine whether or not you're inside or outside. If you're inside, essentially you get taxed the same way as a perm person. Yeah. So you're getting your day rate, but they'll do a calculation that you'll they'll tax you tax NNI. And your company will also have to pay NI for you also. Um, so it'll be an interesting one for me to see how it's applied. Uh, from what I've seen, just speaking to a few people, uh, the, there's been an uptick in fixed-term contracts now. So instead of putting people on day rights, they're putting them on fixed-term contracts. Mm -hmm. um, some people are talking about roles potentially being outsourced. So if I've got a heavy bench of IT execs or IT contractors or whatnot, um, and I'm now going to have to pay tax and NI, and maybe give them a higher rate because they're paying higher tax. I might just outsource to India or to Portugal or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a concern that roles will go there. Um, as I've said earlier, you know what does it mean to perm rates? If more and more people above these contracts and start saying, you know what, I might just go perm, because generally in IT anyway, the, the general rule of thumb is the top talent are contractors. Yeah. You know, anyone that's really good at their job are probably a contract because the amount of money they can yeah, get on the contract market. It's a no-brainer. Right? Exactly. So <laughs> if those people now start coming back into the perm market, what does that mean for perm rates? Do they, can they push them up or do the companies have enough well, uh, negotiating power they're to They're going to so, have to, right? You'd like to think they're so. They're going to have to. Yeah. Um, I haven't explored all the various options, but it, intuitively, I think that, that you know, uh, perm rates will go up um, and, and the guys, as we've already seen, the government will start taxing you slightly less to get these individuals to stay because they will, many of them may be foreign. So they may go, just go back to their country of origin. Many of them definitely are foreign. Exactly. And that's an important point to consider, in, especially in London, that a lot of the top talent is from other countries yeah, okay. and it's not going to be too difficult for them to go to back go to back. either their country or to another country. Yeah, and earn. You know, and earn. Um, so th that'll be interesting to see. And I think that's the major thing. This isn't happening until April 2020. So... Pretty much, if you're a contractor, get that money in. Mash it. the peas now, <laughs> my friend, because the road's not looking too gravy <laughs> or too golden going forward. Uh, and that's essentially what it is. But they've been signing, posting it for a while. Dividend tax, the uh, dividend allowance change uh, last year showed me that when that went. So dividend allowance was, you can pay yourself a dividend. Uh, of, you used to be able to pay yourself a dividend of five thousand pounds every year, tax free. Mm. That got cut to two. And previous to that, they actually used to calculate how you got dividends out slightly differently. I don't want to go into it now, but it used to be a lot more advantageous even than the 5K. So when it got moved down to 5K, contractors were like, oh, that's a sting, but it's still better than if I was perm. Then they moved it down to 2K. Oh, that's a sting, but it's still better than I was perm. It's how much can they chop until people start saying it's not. there's no point being a contractor. And so that's a big thing because I think what I did read is that's a massive thing in our economy is our mm -hmm. flexible workforce. Um, there's a lot of contractors in the UK, uh, especially in London, 
and, and they're high earners and they're quite I'd say significant to a lot of companies. A lot yeah. of top projects and a big spend mm-hmm. is being done by these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're not here, what does that mean for UK business? Yeah. You know? uh, so that was a big part for me, I think. But I don't know if you had anything else or um, um, say, yeah. go ahead. NHS got twenty billion in extra funding over the next five years. Excellent. Let's see where they're gonna spend that. Yeah. And not this is an interesting one. Um so companies that provide toilets for the public yeah, hundred percent, right? Hundred yeah. percent belief as well. That, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, right? Huh? I didn't. Wait, well, I don't understand. No, explain. Yeah, that. Go on. The the, um, the those business rates they have to pay, those yeah. tax rates. Yeah, it's they're getting hundred percent that they're not paying it because they provide toilets for the public, well, and that's a necessity. It's just those so. companies that have been. But I just think it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you would have thought that. I saw it several times. I skipped over it. Like, why am I reading that? <laughs> but it kept on coming back. It's an important thing. Like a lot of publications are writing about it. So, yeah. in this budget, they didn't mention about pensions and ISA. Do you think there's a reason for that? Uh, well, so, I feel like there's been so much reform and, you know, mm. the, well, they did actually. The ISA, the, what do you call it? No, the, uh, the normal ISA, the, the threshold, which was 20, is it 21,000 or 20,000? Mm-hmm. That stayed the same. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's not. Yeah, they've not changed. Change. No, they're not changed. Change. I think the pension allowances, they've kept them the same. So, the 40k <laughs> that you can put yeah, in every year. I don't think, but, yeah, well, mm. One question I was having a conversation with someone recently and, and tying back with contractors is are contractors saving enough for their pension? Are, are people in general saving enough for their towards their nope. pension? For my friends, are they not? They're no. actually not. Are you? Oh, me? Am I saving for my pension? I've got a private pension. Mm. No, but, but do you think you're saving enough? Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> Even no, well, because I asked, because when she said my, my friends, they're not, and I know you're very good with this money. This is my friends, is contractors. They're, I know oh, they're not, okay. because they've actually asked me questions about that. Mm. How should I save? No, do I need to get insurance? Don't get me wrong. Even people that earn like a thousand pounds a day, these high contract rates, a lot of them are terrible with money. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that was the whole premise of, so you going to say? I would say, in terms of me personally, do I think I save? Yeah, I think I think I'm quite. Alicia is the golden child when it comes to saving. Yes, no. I'm not. I could, be, I could be a little bit better because there's like some expense. I'm like, I do a big spend on something, mm. and I'm like, oh gosh, I have to put that money back. But I always end up Re-keeping. doing so. Yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. <coughs> but Alicia I spent a control. lot in the last ten years. That's the, that's the only thing. Mm. But it's on big purchases, which I'm mm. just paying back for now. Yeah. I say. Yeah, but wow. to your point, Francis, I think that's the whole premise of this pod, right? Mm-hmm. That we're taught how to make money, not necessarily how to manage yeah, it. True. So there's loads of people that have been taught how to make a lot of money, yeah. but they don't but necessarily, necessarily have to manage it. Doctor Umar Johnson yeah. said something good about that the other day. He was actually in London. Who? Doctor Umar Johnson. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that was the main bits that I wanted to go through. I say I'm gonna write something up and put some. I don't know if we email it out or whatever. Just some of the other points because there's a lot of detail in the budget. It's a massive document. Like Financial Times has got a good podcast about it. It's called The okay. Money Show. Yeah, I've mean, listened to that. Money that was, show, I yeah. listened to that. That was really <coughs> good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like anything like we did last time, the decisions in this budget directly impact your life. De- yeah, <laughs> everyone. You know, sorry? The, like the decisions in the budget directly impact yeah. our listeners. I mean, I think yeah. that the the um, tax, the exemption, what do you call it, the annual allowance, mm. that applies to all of us. Exactly, right. right. Even so private I, landlords as well. Yeah. I forgot about private landlords. Yeah, rent room relief. That's there's been changes there. Oh no, there hasn't been changes there, but there's talks of changes there. Um, but yeah, I think you know, like we said before, you know, I remember Disnomics <laughs> was putting something out on his Twitter. It's important. You guys need to know this stuff. Uh, it directly impacts your day to day. And there's so many publications, even like us, that will summarize it for you. Yep, yep. So you know, make sure you're aware yeah, of what's happening. 
And if you want to listen, like Kalisha said, FT Money Podcast. Yes. It's actually a really good podcast. Yeah, yeah it's easy to listen podcast. to as well. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a bit like us, just, <laughs> hey. just less urban. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got straight to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're your urban hub and we'll direct you to the non urban places you can get we're information from. We're not just urban, also. we're, we're, we're I was just joking, come on. We're, um, <laughs> we're for everyone. Yeah, we, we're cosmopolitan. Yeah. That's what yeah. we are. Yeah. We represent the world. Well, my so, <laughs> what y'all learn this week? What I learn this week? Don't come to me because I didn't learn anything. All right, I'm going <laughs> to jump in. Um, I didn't learn this this week, but I um, learned it last week. <laughs> um, Mayor of London approves one billion council housing bids to build 11,000 homes. So the Sadiq, <coughs> Sadiq Khan has greenlit plans to provide more than 11,000 new council homes for social rent over the next four years. So that ties in what we were talking about earlier. So there you have the numbers. Cool. I learned that CBD oil has been made legal, uh, well, for prescription <coughs> in the UK. Oh! What's CBD oil? CBD oil. What CBD. is CBD? It's a variant of marijuana. Okay. It, I, think we, I think we've got five years or so. Oh. So I think you're gonna, we've, seen, we've seen the legalization of Wait, medical what? use or medicinal use. I, I think right. with current trends globally, <laughs> I do think we see a relaxation in this country. Um, if the Hyde Park 420 celebration is anything to go by, they're already somewhat relaxed to it anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you can get CBD oil on prescription in the UK. There was a lady whose son who had really bad fits. Um, and I know people that have like things like brain tumors that use it as well. Wait, this is Lorenzo's oil. No, it's similar kind of story though. Similar story, but that that was back in the day. This is very recent. She basically went to Canada because you know it was made legal in Canada. Uh, I think it was first of October, or it's sometime in October. uh, National holiday over there. So yeah, you have uh, you can get CBD oil here on subscription. Coca Cola, another thing, another interesting fact. There's talks of them putting it putting out a version basically with uh, marijuana or CBD oil in Coke, which wouldn't surprise me because the original Coca Cola had coca leaf in it. So they'd actually be going back to their roots and. If I was in their marketing department, I'd be doing it. <laughs> but that's what I learned. Interesting. Francis? I don't have one. But what I will say, I was, I'm really impressed by you and the fact that you knew about Lorenzo's Oil. Oh, it's a very good film. Yeah. Very, very good. Kalisha? No, nothing here. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. From next week, this is compulsory, okay? <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's a bit jump on Google now. <laughs> anyway, y'all. I Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for listening. We are you want to be American download. That's what it is. No, no. Anyway. We are on Spotify. Reminder to everybody. So that just makes listening even easier. Um, also, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Everywhere. Everywhere. Google us. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye.